Happy New Year. We made it to 2022. And in this week's episode, I'm going to give you trends that have to do with Christmas Day. We're going to talk cars. We're going to talk VR. It's going to be exciting. So stay tuned. Welcome to the first 2022 episode of This Week in Apps. I'm Ariel from App Figures, and let's jump right into it. And first, I have for you the highest earning apps of Christmas Day 2021. Now, this is a list I've been looking forward to compiling because I thought I knew who would be the number one. I was off by one position. So what I have for you on the screen right now are the highest earning apps by store. We have the App Store, we have Google Play, and then we also have them combined. And if you've been following the channel for long enough, you know that's how I do all my top lists, so this should be no surprise. And let's start with the obvious, streamers. YouTube, not exactly the traditional streamer, but a streamer nevertheless, was the highest earning app in the US on Christmas Day. It brought in about $3 million of net revenue, according to our estimates. Right behind it was HBO Max, which also earned just about $3 million in net revenue from the App Store and Google Play. And HBO Max was my personal choice, and that's why I was off by just one, exactly one spot. Behind it, we have Tinder, TikTok, and Disney+. Plus. We estimate that together, the top 10 highest earning apps brought in $14 million of net revenue in the US on Christmas Day. Now, I can talk about the top five, or really the top 10 for long enough, because there's so many interesting trends that will definitely play out in 2022. But instead, what I wanted to talk about that I think is more interesting interesting or a few apps that I didn't exactly expect to see on this list. And we'll start with Twitch, the game streaming service that should have been here if it wasn't for the hack and then the leak that came after it that really crushed its revenue back in November. I think Twitch would have been on the combined list, both on the App Store and on Google Play, and it wasn't. Instead, it ended up in the fifth spot on Google Play. And you can see by the numbers that that kind of scale that it really brings with it. It's not that high. It's something, but it's not that high. Next one on my list is Vivi or Vive. I think it's Vivi. It's an NFT marketplace that became popular when they partnered with Disney not too long ago. And I talked about that in one of our previous episodes. They minted NFTs for The Simpsons, and that really put them on the map and earned them a lot of money. Now, that money I was happy to see, but I didn't really expect that to be a thing on Christmas Day. I didn't think that's where people would go. So it's interesting and it's nice to see it in the seventh position in Google Play. And again, the scale is not as high as you would like to see it, but I'm sure we'll see more next year. Next up, I have Discord, a chat for gamers, and it's only a little bit surprising. Now, it made it onto the list for the App Store, and you can see the scale again much higher than even higher spots on Google Play. So that's where the surprise is. Discord is really a strong earner, and it usually has good Christmases, but I just didn't expect it to be so high or high enough that it would make the top 10. And then last for this list is Bigo, and Bigo is a service that's kind of similar to Twitch or kind of similar to TikTok, or it's somewhere in there. I don't know enough about it, and that's why you don't hear about it from me, because even though I see it on the list, it always surprises me. Now, I got to do my research better and I'm going to do that next year, but I was a little bit surprised to see it on this list, even though it gets so few mentions from me and in general in the news. So those are the highest earning apps in the US on Christmas day. If you want, you can pause the video and go examine all of them. There is so much interesting stuff there. I can do a whole video on it. If you want me to do a whole video on it, leave me a comment and let me know. I might actually do it. Let's talk Apple and Google. If you looked at the most downloaded Android apps on Christmas weekend, you'd notice Apple was there. And it wasn't with the AirTags app that I covered last week. It was with Apple's Move to iOS app, which kind of does exactly what you expect it to. It helps Android owners to move all their data and contacts and settings and everything else over to their new iPhones. And on Christmas, they made it to the number seven spot across the most downloaded apps and games on Google Play, which is really high. So I really wanted to look at the numbers and see what that means. And it means quite a few downloads. Downloads rose to 156 
thousand on Christmas Day, which happened to be Saturday, which I think is a great day to unwrap presents and take your time setting up new phones and new devices. And that's roughly three times the daily average the Move to iOS app usually gets. And this is on Android. This is Apple's app on Android. The number stayed high on Sunday with 140,000 downloads. And if you look at the other days that follow, it's actually still pretty high. I expect them to cross 500,000, the half million mark before the end of the year. In total, Move to iOS was downloaded 21 million times in 2021. That's a lot of iPhones or a lot less Androids, depends on how you want to look at it. And it's about 16% higher than 2020, which is good news for Apple. Now, I'm not taking sides on which is better, Android or iPhone. If you want, that's all you. But I'm just gonna say this. If you're a developer and you looked at the chart that I just had on the screen not too long ago, you see the scale, right? I mean, there's a reason for that. Next, another one from Apple. And this one is even bigger and even stronger. So a while back, I looked at downloads of Alexa and Google Home because I was curious which Home Assistant won over Christmas. And I kind of saw an alarming trend for both Amazon and for Google. Instead of, continuing to grow in 2020, downloads are both actually shrunk. And you know what happened before that? The HomePod mini, not the regular HomePod, the HomePod mini. So the HomePod mini came out last November and it really hurt Amazon and Google sales. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna use downloads of the Alexa app and the Google Home app as a proxy for sales to see if the HomePod mini is actually hurting them in retail as well. According to App Intelligence, downloads of the Alexa and Google Home apps were growing by a healthy amount, adding just about a half million additional new users or additional device sales every Christmas. That's kind of big. And based on previous years, we kind of expect that Alexa would hit about 3.7 million downloads in 2020 and just about 4.4 million downloads in 2021. And Google was in a similar boat. The numbers were a little bit lower, but the growth was pretty much the same. Now that didn't happen at all. In December of 2020, we show that Alexa was downloaded just 2 million times in the App Store. And in 2021, that dropped to 1.8 million. So an app that was growing is now shrinking. Google was in a similar boat, getting just 1.7 million downloads in 2020, and it dipped to 1.4 million downloads in 2021. So in just two years of HomePod Mini, both market leaders not only lost all of their growth, no more growth, zero growth, they also started shrinking and the man started declining. That's kind of wild. If you're in the naysayer category and you don't think it's the HomePod mini that's hurting them and you might say, oh, it's all because of privacy. People are buying less of these devices or, oh, everyone has these devices. Um, I disagree. I don't think so. I think Apple just did a really good job with the HomePod mini and it looks good. It works well. The speaker is great and all those colors are great. And that's just what happened. Now, while talking about proxy, one interesting chart I've been keeping my eye on is downloads of the Tesla app the app you need to drive a Tesla if you have one. Those downloads are a great proxy for car sales because you don't really need the Tesla app for anything else. We might overestimate if we just look at downloads, but we're rounding anyway, so I think we'll be okay. We estimate that downloads in 2020 run reached 2.1 million, and that's an increase of 24% over 2020 and a whopping increase of 150% over 2019, which means 2 million new Teslas hit the road in 2021. Now, I'm a Tesla fanboy, so to me, these numbers are really encouraging. But what I also found interesting is that when you look at the monthly data, which is the chart I have on the screen right now, you see that every month this year eclipsed last year, and some by a lot. Kind of a random thought that I had is, with so many cars sporting huge touchscreens, I wonder if Tesla is planning to start its own app store. I know how Elon thinks. Now, I know a thing or two about app store, so if Elon needs help, I'm just an email away, and my email is really easy to guess. Continuing, and I have one last proxy and one last insight, also a trend that I've 
I've been following this year and one that I think will be a big one in 2022, and that's virtual reality or VR, as the kids call it these days. The trend I noticed was substantial increase in downloads of the Oculus app, the Facebook, I mean, Meta's VR headset. Much like a Tesla, the app is really only necessary when you have a device and it's kind of useless in all other cases. So it's a good way to estimate device sales. And if we follow that logic, demand for VR is hot right now. Downloads in December hit 1.7 million, according to our app intelligence, after the strongest Christmas Oculus has ever seen. If you look at the chart that I have on the screen right now, you can clearly see the spike that Oculus sees every Christmas. And you can see the scale that 2021 is in. It's just abnormal. The app, which launched in 2018, set its first Christmas bar just a little under 200,000 downloads. It grew to about 400,000 downloads in 2019, so it doubled. And then it grew to just a little over 800,000 downloads in 2020, so it doubled again. If you do the math, it a little bit more than doubled between 2020 and 2021. It's continuing to double, even though the scale is growing and growing and growing. And with such high demand and such amazing growth, we at least know one thing. Those ads that Oculus is running that I've been seeing all around wherever I went this year actually work. All kidding aside, Mark and co are banking on VR. He said that multiple times. And the more the devices feel familiar and the more people are accepting of buying these devices, that kind of felt ridiculous two years ago the more VR can become a reality. And I think Apple's push for AR will really have to follow the same path once they have the Apple Glass. I don't know where you stand on VR, but I don't really want a future like Ready Player One. But I do see the benefits in both. And I do think that we'll see more of it and more of it making it into the mainstream once the devices become better. And that's all I have for you this week. If you like the content, consider subscribing. And if you have any questions, leave them in the comments and I'll get back to you. Now, I'm doing a live stream in two weeks. If you're interested in app store optimization and have questions, I'm gonna have an open Q&A. So if you're into that sort of thing, there's a video on our channel. Go and set a reminder so you can see it. it's gonna be January 12th. And that's it from me. See you next time.